76, 77? 77, I think, episodes And now. we reached, recently just reached a new milestone. Yeah. Um, for those of you that do listen to the podcast or have heard it before, uh, we just got a big milestone in that we had uh, 20,000 downloads uh, on our last uh, episode. So we've, we've uh, reached a new point in the podcast, and it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so uh, anyways, uh, obviously we really want to uh, give a big shout-out to Turtle Creek Tavern for helping us out. Um, make sure if uh, you're the drinking type, they do have uh, Corona deals today. It is 5 for $15. Um, they also have the Bloody Mary bar up here. The way that works is you can go on up to the bar, get you a vodka shot, and then come on over and pretty much make your own Bloody Mary. So, again, thank you, Turtle Creek Tavern, for helping us out. Absolutely. Um, like I said, uh for those of you that have never listened to our podcast before um, or have never checked us out, uh, basically a little bit of background about us. Like, we're two best friends, grew up here, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, uh, big Buckeye fans. And honestly, kind of the way it happened was, you know, we used to talk to our, talk our football talk all night long. And, you know, kind of the wives would get pissed off about it because we're on the phone for two or three hours. And, you know, we kind of decided, hey, you know, maybe now's the time to, to do a podcast. I've always wanted to do it. Um, seemed like a good idea. So, you know, we decided to go ahead and give it a shot, and it's been great ever since. Yeah, um, my wife hated those evenings. It was like Friday night, like it would be two hours on the phone, and she's like, I don't even talk to my girlfriends that long. And I'm like, well, you're not talking about Ohio State football. So we always had something to say, and Chad said, you know, let's just go ahead and put it to a podcast, and 76 episodes later, here we are. I know. It's been a long haul. It doesn't seem like that long, but it's, we actually started this during COVID, uh, which was like the perfect time yeah. to start it because – you know, so much was going on. Like, you know, we didn't know games were getting canceled and players are out. And, you know, it was just an absolute mess. So it was kind of uh, kind of just a, a blessing in disguise for us to start it during that time. All right. So a couple things uh, for the live show. We're going to be doing a drawing at halftime. So you got to be here. Got to be present. So for anyone that is here, obviously, during our live, we have some tickets up here on this table. So at some point, come on up, get you one ticket. Uh, and then at halftime, we'll be doing a drawing. We have... Um, some Ohio State gear, some stuff that we've kind of set up up here uh, that we'll be giving away. So at some point during the live, come on up and grab you a ticket, and we will do that drawing at halftime. Uh, also want to give a huge shout-out to uh, our buddy John Converse. Um, he's someone that's kind of helped us out with our rebranding. Uh, for those of you that have followed us, we've kind of changed our logo and kind of you know started a website and really started to kind of get this thing official. So he's done a, a huge help in helping us out, especially the banner that you see in front of us. So if you ever need anything um, logo-related, digital-related, uh, reach out to us, and we'll get you in contact with him. But thanks, John. Yeah, I know. That, that banner was beautiful, man. And last minute, by the way, we, we ordered one, and they sent it to us all screwed up, and John came in to save the day at the last second. So, I mean, God, man, I don't know where we'd be without John Converse right now. <laughs> without a banner, that's for sure. All right, so let's get into, before we get into the actual Ohio State-Purdue uh, preview, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the top 25 today, some key matchups, uh, and kind of give me your rundown of what you're expecting to see from this matchup. I mean, some of these are you know, going to be going away blowouts, but some of these are actually some pretty good matchups. Um, in no particular order, we'll start with Georgia at Vandy. Uh, it's a 31.5-point favorite. I mean... Georgia obviously finally showed for the first time this season that they look like a top team in the country. They've been ex extremely unimpressive to me uh, leading up to last week. But the way they handled Kentucky, um, if, if that's what we're expecting to see Georgia for the rest of the year, then I think they're deserving of at least one of those top spots. Absolutely, man. I, I think Georgia finally looked like themselves for once. Um, I don't see this being an issue. I am kind of wondering if they cover, though. You think they cover 31 and a half? It's Vandy, and it's at Vandy, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Vandy's, so no problem Vandy's there. Vandy. Vandy's like, oh, okay, Vandy would, I guess, be in the same realm. I would put, like, Northwestern or Indiana in the Big Ten. I mean, could some tell weird stuff that. happen? Sure, but, I mean, Georgia's going to pretty much have their way with them. They might even cover that in the first half. Yep. Okay, next we got Michigan versus Indiana. Michigan's favored by 33. So, the only thing – I won't even talk about that team up north is I'm just not looking forward to the fact that they'll probably blow them out a hell of a lot more than what we beat Indiana by. And they're going to try to do that whole bullcrap argument of, oh, well, we beat Indiana by 35 points and you couldn't even score 35 points on them. Blah, 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 whatever. They're going to end up destroying Indiana. And we're going to have to listen to those obnoxious people from up north for at least another week. 
Probably so. I don't know. I'm not really sold on their offense this year. I think their defense is still as good as it was, but their offense has left a little bit to be desired here in the first couple of weeks. So I don't know. I honestly would take the spread on this one. I'll take, uh, I'll take Indiana in the points. And that's not a bad call. I mean, J.J. McCarthy has had some good numbers, but you still have to look at the teams that they've played. They've played no one with a pulse yet. And now they're still taking care of business, uh, still you know, playing relatively well. But, you know, uh, their offensive line is not as good as it has been in the last couple years. And their running game is actually taking a little bit of a step back. So I think they're asking J.J. McCarthy to do a lot more this year. And I think once he finally starts getting to some of these more competitive games, you might see a different J.J. McCarthy. But I'm seeing a complete blowout in this game as well. Yep. Okay, Penn State versus UMass. Penn State's favorite 41 and a half. So did Penn State magically join the SEC and all of a sudden is adding an FCS opponent like in the middle of a season? Like, I guess. How did this know. scheduling happen? Like, does Massachusetts even have a football team? I, not that I'm aware cl- of. Is this their club team? That's what I usually ask your wife about Kentucky. Don't start with that. <laughs> so, obviously, they're up by, you know, they're favored by 41 and a half. I mean, you know, whenever you get a spread that big, I would never t- touch that spread because, you know, so many different things can happen. They might get the starters out after the first half. But ultimately, I mean, I'm not going to see Penn State struggling. That's not really one that we're really that concerned about. But we got to keep Penn State on our radar because we do have that big matchup next week against them at our house. And I think early betting lines is we're favored by five, five and a half. And I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, I am too. If you look at the offensive struggles we've had so far this year, um, I mean, and the issues we have on the line, it's kind of hard to see that. Penn State's looked pretty uh, pretty unfazed so far this year. So I kind of thought that that game would either be even money or even them favored by a small margin. But to see us uh, as a five, you know, to see the odds that way, it was kind of a little bit of a surprise for me. All right, so uh, I think an, an interesting team this year has been Louisville. So that's the next matchup we're going to look at. Louisville goes to Pitt, and at Pitt is not an easy place to play, but Pitt, Pitt's been so-so this year, but we have Louisville favored by 7.5 at Pitt. Uh, Louisville obviously beat Notre Dame pretty handily last weekend, and they're currently unbeaten, and there's a potential chance that you can see an unbeaten Florida State an unbeaten Louisville, and an unbeaten North Carolina all in the ACC because none of them play each other. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, you know, the ACC kind of pans out this year. But uh, what's your early take on Louisville from what you've seen? To be honest, dude, they're a pretty good football team. Now, I will say this, though. Notre Dame has went through one heck of a stretch of football the last four weeks, uh, playing four ranked teams in a row, uh, two on the road and two at home. So I understand that, you know, they're probably getting tired. I mean, they got USC this week, too. So this is uh, four weeks in a row, ranked teams. Um, so I give them a little bit of credit for that. But I think Louisville, I'm just wondering if they have the almighty uh, big game letdown. Uh, that's kind of what I'm a little bit worried about. But I still think Louisville's going to win this game. Uh, seven and a half, I think, it might be a little bit steep on the road at Pitt and coming off a big game like Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, you always look for teams uh, in these matchups. You have to go on the road after a big game at home against Notre Dame. I mean, that's obviously Louisville's signature win this year. So I do expect this to be probably a tighter game than uh, that 7.5 spread. It may end up finishing at that rate, but I do also see Louisville pulling this one out. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Miami, your you're Mighty Mighty Hurricanes, which let you down last week, uh, at North Carolina. Um, and it looks like... North Carolina by three? Yeah, so that's an interesting line because a lot of people are thinking, okay, well, so you have a Miami team that had a horrible loss last week, an egregious loss against a bad Georgia Tech team, and you have North Carolina who has arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country, probably one of the Heisman front runners, and they are at home. And they also got Des Walker, a key wide receiver, back for them that the NCAA initially wasn't going to give him eligibility. So I think North Carolina is riding high, but you see this minus three, and you know it makes you wonder, what is Vegas seeing here? Well, I think what they're really seeing is Miami is a lot better team than what people give them credit for. I was high on them uh, after the first handful of games. I know they had a big down game and a huge coaching blunder last week. But based upon, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback, and their statistical numbers, they're up there. So I, I, I'm going to actually pull and say Miami probably wins at North Carolina this week. I'm going to take North Carolina. Uh, they're a good team. The ACC is tough this year, and they're on the road. Uh, Miami's on the road. I just see North Carolina. I just I like them, dude. I'm taking North Carolina. 
And that's not a bad pick. I mean, uh, Drake May has – I think he's honestly looked better than Caleb Williams to to an extent, at least in regards to his passing efficiency, his ball placement skills, his statistical numbers are good. Um, and he's also doing it with probably nowhere near the offensive, uh, you know, production around him that Caleb Williams is facing. So I, I'm pretty high on North Carolina too, but I just have a feeling Miami's going to go into North Carolina, and sure enough, after throwing an egg up the week before, they'll come out and look like gangbusters this week. Yeah, probably. That's the way it goes. Uh, Florida State versus Syracuse. Florida State favored by 17 and a half. Yeah, so – Florida State is – I know that was another team that I was high on when we, we did a couple episodes ago and we talked about some teams that we like kind of new blood in the CFP uh, landscape. And Florida State I was high on. And I am still am. However, after really watching the last handful of games, their defense is not very good. Um, they do have a, a really good quarterback. I mean, they have probably what rivals Ohio State is the best wide receiver group in the country. Um, and they can get pretty much whatever they want on offense. But defensively, it leaves something to, uh, definitely something to be desired. So I'm not seeing a Syracuse trap game here, even though I know Syracuse has played that role in the past, especially against like teams like Clemson. Um, but this Syracuse team is just not that good this year. I mean, that 17.5-point spread at Syracuse is probably a little high. I probably wouldn't bet Florida State to cover that, but I do think Florida State wins this one by double digits. Uh, I do, too. I think Florida State covers easy. I'm not completely sold on them. I haven't been all year long. Um, I just think uh, I think they're a good football team, but they haven't done much to impress me yet, so I'm still waiting on that to happen. But uh, as of now, I don't see any way Florida State doesn't cover this. Right on. Um, so here, here's our first, like, there's two main matchups this week that kind of really stand out. And this is the first one, and it's USC at Notre Dame. And you talked earlier about Notre Dame kind of having some issues with their schedule. Uh, obviously going through the gauntlet of having to play Ohio State at home, then immediately going on the road to Duke, ranked unbeaten team, then going on the road again to another unbeaten ranked team in Louisville, and now coming home to an unbeaten USC. I mean, there's not another team in the country that has a four-game, you know, spread in that, you know, that's that difficult. No. So – and at the beginning of the season, when we saw that, we said they'll be lucky to come out of that unscathed. And, I mean, they've already been scathed. Yeah, they've been you know? scathed twice. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I don't know how much I'm hanging their production against Louisville over their heads in regards to this game. Uh, I think them coming back home is going to be a huge help for Notre Dame. I think it's going to give them a lot more energy, uh, especially finally returning back after that loss, that real close loss to Ohio State. Um, this line is three by Notre Dame, and I think that shocks a lot of people when they see it. But if you've really watched USC this year, that defense has been awful. Yeah, and it it's been the same thing year after year with Lincoln Riley. Uh, Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, even though he's from Ohio, I mean, he, he needs to be fired. Like, oh, he's, he's, he's taken it all over social media. I mean, they're, he's they're calling He's single-handedly ruining, like, top five USC offenses in the country. So they've got to find a way to get – that defense fixed but I think at this point in the season what you see is what you're going to get from USC so I don't have a ton of confidence that USC is going to be making it through a handful of these games I mean they still got to play what Oregon and Washington I think Utah on their schedule yeah um Pac-12 is tough man and I'm not even convinced they're going to win this game I mean who, who do you think is going to come out of this Notre Dame USC match I gotta be honest I'm gonna take Notre Dame on the bounce back man I'm taking Notre Dame today I'm, I'm right there with you I think Notre Dame is going to bounce back I think Caleb Williams uh that team has been playing with fire a little bit I mean they struggled against Arizona I had to win in what double overtime uh, they let Colorado come all the way back at the very end uh, they've not shown the ability to blow teams out that you would be expecting like a number one team uh, to be able to do and I, I'm just like that's why me and you and even the voters have them outside the top five hell outside the top seven or eight yep absolutely all right man let's move on here and this is the marquee matchup I think Davis and I were both looking forward to this one that's Oregon at Washington Washington favored by three points so this is a game that I'm excited to watch today. Um, I know it's 3.30 game, so it's going to be early on the West Coast. Uh, it's a nooner for them, technically. But Oregon, I, I know you're a lot bigger on Oregon. I'll kind of let you get into the Oregon aspect of that because uh, uh, I know that's more what you're feeling. But Washington, I've been high on just because I feel like that might be one of the most prolific offenses in the country. At least one. Like, if I'm an, as an Ohio State fan, who would I rather go against? And right now, I don't want to go against Washington at all. 
I think that that offense with Michael Penix Jr. averaging almost 400 passing yards a game uh, is ridiculous. He's already got, what, 15, 16 touchdown passes to, what, one or two picks? Uh, I think he's already even climbed up odds-wise in the Heisman above Caleb Williams. So, to me, I think Washington's a scary team. Now, I understand that their defense is not as strong, uh, but I still think it's a comparable enough defense, and it'll do enough that their offense can score minimum 40 points a game and beat just about anybody. I mean, it may be, but, you know, let's not forget one thing. Oregon is the only team in the country raked in the top five in both offense and defense. So, statistically, they have the best team in college football as of today. So, I think that's something you can't overlook. Um, Oregon, to me, you know, I still hold them in the top three, in my personal opinion, um, in the rankings. They just haven't got the respect yet that I think that they, they may get. Um, but, to be honest with you, man, I like Oregon, dude. I think they're for real. And to be honest, Washington has been good before and ended up being a pretender. And I, I maybe I'm living a little bit off of that, but I feel like you know that's going to haunt them a little bit, dude. They've never been for real. They never win the big games. Well, here's the big game. Yeah. And these are the only two teams from the Pac-12 that have made the playoffs in the current playoff era with the four teams. So um, I'm expecting one of these two teams, whoever wins this game, is going to be in the driver's seat for the CFP. Because I, I believe either one of these teams would be a, be to USC, be to Utah, um, be to UCLA uh, moving forward. So my pick is I think the home field advantage is going to matter at Washington. I think that place is going to be rocking. It's probably the biggest game at Washington in probably the better part of a decade. Yeah, but I'm just not sure that they even know there's football there. Washington? <laughs> I mean, look, look outside here in Columbus. I'm pretty sure it's the same weather they have in Washington. Oh, I'm pretty sure the people here in Columbus know there's football here. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take Washington in this one in a close game, um, and I think it's going to be a, just a shootout. I do think that Oregon does have a decent defense, but, you know, I think what they did to Colorado was a bit of an anomaly. Colorado just continued to play bad in that game. Um, I think – that Washington's still going to be able to get what they want from Oregon, maybe just not at the clip they're used to. Uh, but it's just going to be a, a good old-fashioned shootout. Okay. Well, uh, real quick before moving on, uh, you see all these fine uh, spices here in the front. We are sponsored by uh, Additional Flavors. Um, a buddy of ours uh, that is here from Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio, actually grew up in Minerva Park with us. Um, he owns a couple restaurants down in Florida. Uh, this is the stuff he uses in these restaurants. Uh, this stuff is free. It's, there's rubs, there's spices, there's cinnamon, there's all kind of stuff. Anything you want to doctor up your food at home, uh, he sent us a care package uh, and wanted to kind of get his name out there a little bit. Uh, that's www.additionalflavors.com. Uh, like I said, if you see something up here you like, that's free to you. Uh, go ahead and take it home, give it a try. Uh, we ask that you maybe visit his website, uh, give it a review, uh, let us know how you liked it, and, you know, it's great. But, yeah, that's here for you guys anytime you want it today. And also, before we uh, get on to our uh, Purdue pre uh, preview, up here on this table, for those of you that have come in, we're doing some drawings at halftime today. So uh, grab, uh, come up here off the table, grab one ticket. I already have all the other stubs saved, and we're going to be giving away some uh, Ohio State gear. We also have a bucket here at the end that also has some Corona stuff in it as well. So there's plenty of giveaways that we're going to be doing at halftime of this game. So if you haven't already, come on up to the table, get your raffle ticket, and hold on to it, and we'll draw it at halftime. Real quick, uh, shout out to Heidi Fisher. Raise your hand, girl. Give her a round of applause. She put this whole thing on. Uh, all these donuts, this Bloody Mary bar, all that stuff you see is her. Uh, she's been phenomenal in helping us out getting this thing uh, ready to go. So definitely she's doing a good job. I remember when she didn't have all of her hair, but uh, now she does. <laughs> just take so one. Here we yes, are. I already have, yes, I already have the other tickets. Just take one with you. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Heidi didn't even go home last night. She just slept here. When we knocked on the door, she was still in the cot. So. I know. Good Lord. All right, man, let's get into this Purdue game. All right, Purdue. So this has always been an interesting game. Obviously, it's a, it's a cross-conference game, so we don't get them every year. But this has been the thorn in our side for the better part of the last 20 years. Um, if there's a single team that probably has had more success against Ohio State that shouldn't have, it would be Purdue. Um, so I'm going to kind of just rattle off some general stats, and then Chad's going to really kind of bring it in with, like, what this rivalries look like overall, but really the last, you know, ten visits that we've had that kind of makes you have some pause sometimes, especially when you know we're going to West Lafayette. Yeah. So uh, Purdue's offense is, like, 80, uh, 87th in the country. They only average uh, 25 points per game. Their yards per game is 389 yards a game. That's 73rd. 
Uh, they rush for 141 a game. That's uh, 86, and their passing yards per game is 248, which is 60th. So their offense is not very good. Now, I know they've had some injuries. Um, oh, are they on their backup quarterback now? Is that right? Backup yeah, quarterback? Yeah, backup quarterback. So I know they've had some key parts out, but this offense is not very good. Their defense isn't much better. They give up 28 points a game. That's 85th in the country. They give up 380 yards per game. That's 75th. Uh, and they give up over 150 yards rushing per game. That's 85th. And then over 226 yards passing per game, which is 68th. So, you know, Purdue is on paper not a very good team this year. While Ohio State is bringing in offensively not one of our best offenses that we're used to seeing. As a matter of fact, one of the worst offenses we're used to seeing in the Ryan Day era. Yeah. We, we average 35 points per game. That's 29th in the country. Uh, 435 yards per game. That's 38th. Rushing yards per game, 131, which is 95th. That's kind of our sore spot. And about 302 yards passing per game, which is 17th. Uh, the defense, however, for Ohio State has been a completely different story this year. It's been a breath of fresh air. Statistically, it's been one of the best in the country. Uh, we're third in the country in points per game at 10.2. Uh, we're eighth in the country in yards per game at 264. Uh, we're 24th in the country giving up rushing yards per game for just 106 a clip. And then sixth in the country in passing defense, only giving up 158 yards per game. So... On paper, this looks like a matchup that should go heavily in our favor. However, we know from the past going to West Lafayette, and especially with the weather probably not being perfectly ideal, I mean, what are you kind of seeing in this game? I mean, we'll talk about individual key players here in a moment, but what, what's your overall synopsis, just your feeling of when you see Purdue on, on the schedule? Well, I think it's a, it's, it's a tough matchup. It's not a tough matchup in that Purdue is a tough football team. It's a tough matchup, but then we just have not had good luck in West Lafayette. Since 2004, we are 2-4 and four at West Lafayette. 2-4. and four. Every Ohio State coach since 2004 has lost to Purdue. So that, that's a stat for Except you Except right for there. Ryan Day so far. Except for Ryan Day so far, but today is a new day. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? I do. Um, so anyways, in the overall series, Ohio State has 16 wins. Purdue has five wins. Um, we're 8-0 at home, but on the road is where it is, man. Eight wins, five losses on the road. First time we ever played them is in 1989. We won 21-3. Um, and over the last 10 matches, we're only 6-4 and four versus Purdue, who has predominantly not been a good football team um, in the last 20 years. So that's kind of a little something. There's a some, little something about playing in West Lafayette. Um, we were a little bit concerned when we looked at this game about the weather. Uh, they were talking about some possible rain moving in and some high winds. Uh, it turns out that the rain's cleared up, and there's about a 15-mile-an-hour wind today before the end of the game. So things are looking up a little bit better. Um, but uh, from what we were reading when we got here, man, we may have some problems in our running game. Yes, yeah, so uh, early reports are that uh, Trey is actually still questionable. I know that he did travel with the team, and our early talks <laughs> this week was that he was going to start. He's good to go, but they say he's questionable, game-time decision. And Mayan Williams uh, is out today. Yeah, he's uh, out. Just read oh, that this shocker. morning. Not sure why he's out. So, uh, I mean, we, obviously we still have Chip trying him. Uh, but I don't know. You know, recently they just talked about wanting to uh, redshirt Dallin Hayden because he's almost seen no time this year. So they may have to rely upon bringing him in. And we've definitely not seen Evan Pryor, you know, back from his injury from last year. So we're going to be a little bit short at the running back position today. And if that weather, you know, if that wind gusts up a little bit and if it's a little bit wetter than normal, do you really trust Kyle McCord through the air in a scenario on the road like this? Right now, so Kyle McCord gained my trust a little bit versus Notre Dame. Okay, you can't, you can't take away from someone that last drive, okay? That, that builds so much confidence for him going forward. Um, I really thought that he'd piggyback off that coming into last week versus Maryland. Um, to me, he looked okay in the second half, but the first half was abysmal. I mean, I think everybody that watched the game could tell you. First half was terrible. Uh, turned it on in the second half and won that game, but there's something about his accuracy I think is still not quite there. He underthrew a lot of receivers, Marvin Harrison on the 52-yard dime, and then uh, we had um, – Oh, what's his name? Our third receiver there. Why can't Julian I Julian Fleming. Julian Fleming down there within the 10. Uh, he did make a uh, couple nice passes on the sideline, one to Marv, um, and a couple to Ibuka. Uh, so I give him that. But I just feel like he's not quite all the way there yet. I mean, he's yeah. still learning. He's still young. He's only got five games under his belt. So it's hard to say that I fully trust him at this point. Yeah, so I know that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, weird stuff always happens when we play Purdue. So we're already going there on the road. We know the weather's not going to be 100% perfect. 
Now we're out Ibuka. Emeka is not making the trip. So we're going to have to fill his spot. I'm not as concerned about that because I trust our wide receiver room. But now we're short at running back, and we already have an offense that has been sputtering a lot of the first part of this year. So I, I think a key point in this game is really going to be our defense against their offense because I do not have any faith in Purdue's offense, especially against what I've seen from this Ohio State defense this year. Um, if we look at some key uh, individual stats from – uh, on the Purdue side, you're going to see that uh, obviously Hudson Carr's their quarterback. Um, he's averaging about 250 yards per game. He's got six touchdowns, five interceptions. So he's he's just been a serviceable serviceable quarterback, but it's not been great. Um, their backup, I'm not even sure who their backup is that's actually playing. No, I don't know his name right now. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they, they're going to have a tremendous amount of inexperience there. I mean, their leading running back is Devin McCoubey. He's got 368 yards a game, four TDs, but he only averages about 60 yards a game. That's that's average to below average. Uh, I'm not scared of, of their running game. And their wide receiver uh, is Deion Burke. He's the, the kind of the main go-to guy. He's got four touchdowns, averages about 66 a game. But Ohio State's defense, again, even though statistically the numbers look good, our individual defensive stats aren't actually that great. I mean, one thing that always has been standing out this season is that this is one of the worst teams in regards to sacks. That we've that we've had. I mean, you'd have to go all the way back to 2012, 2011 to even find another year that through the first five games we even had less than ten sacks, and we're at seven this year through five games. So I think that's also a big thing with Jim Knowles is that he's kind of changed his philosophy, and I think he's really only blitzing you know less than 25 percent of the time. He's trying to make sure that we are stopping big plays, and right now Ohio State is ranked number one in the country in giving up big plays. We we still have yet to give up a play over 40 yards. Um, we're, we're ranked in the top five in plays over 10 yards and over 20 yards. So. I think that his philosophy change has made us worry because we're not seeing the sacks. But if you really look at the yards we're giving up the, and, the, and the scoring, uh, it's made a big difference. So I think the hardest thing for us to, to get used to with this team this year is the fact that this offense, we're so used to these offenses putting up 40, 50 points a game, being a top five or number one offense in the country. And this year we're not even top 25. So it's almost like there's a completely different team this year that we're trying to get used to. It is. It's a completely different narrative. I mean, we, we've been blessed over the last few years uh, with quarterbacks, and now we come in this year, we got Kyle McCord coming in, and he's, you know, I, I think everyone's slightly a little bit let down that he's just not, you know, turning up the fire right off the bat. But, I mean, I think you have to be realistic. I mean, at some point in time, CJ, Justin Fields, those guys are anomalies. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen every single year. Um, but I do think that uh, our defense has been keeping us, keeping us honest this season. Um, but I, I'm anxious to see what Jim Knowles is going to do against an actual powerhouse running team. Uh, that's what I'm – because he's doing the bend, not break defense, which I understand we're not giving up big plays. Um, but I'm waiting to see someone that's ready to run the ball down the throat and how he responds to that. Yeah, so if you want to look at, like, I think a key stat this year for Ohio State has been the third and fourth down because that's still something I think that has really been sputtering the Ohio State offense. Uh, on third down, we're only converting 39.7% of the time. That's not good enough. Yeah. Um, especially on, on the short yardage ones. I think we were like at 50% on third and fourth and two or shorter. And I know Ryan Day said he wants that number up over 80%, 90%. So that's been an issue right there. It's our short yardage is what's killing us. Um, but our defense is doing a good job, but that we're keeping other teams to less than you know 37% on their conversions. Um, it, it's really kind of more of an argument – in my opinion, in this game of really just our defense against our offense because I, I feel like from what I'm seeing from Purdue's offense, and I've went back and watched some games, and obviously statistical-wise, I don't see Purdue scoring more than, you know, 7, 10 points in this game, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that Purdue is really bad this year. I know it's at their place. Um, unless something crazy happens or unless Kyle McCord decides to start turning the ball over, I'm not seeing Purdue do much. So we're not going to be asking a ton of our offense today. But to be perfectly honest, this offense should fly today. Even though we're shorthanded, this Purdue team is not good. Well, I'm just interested to see some overall improvement on the offensive line, um, especially getting to the second level um, after the initial block. I just want to see, you know, us. I mean, we need, we need to start moving some people back, man. We need to give Kyle some time. They need to work. This is a good week for them to work on everything they need to. Our run game has not been great uh, due in part 
some to the running backs and the, you know the routes that they're taking, the holes that they're taking, and also to our offensive line that's not opening up enough lanes for them to go to. So I really think that this is a good week, even though we possibly are going to be down half of our running back staff, um, to, to really work on the running game. And I think Ryan Day is going to do that. I think he knows it's an issue. I think that he's addressed that it's an issue in all of his press conferences this week. And I definitely see him trying to take a look towards the running game today. Yeah, I mean, that... It's just funny because, you know, there, there's two sides of the coin. And I understand where you're coming from that, you know, and, and I'm in the same boat too. Like, I'm not happy with the offensive line. I'm not happy with our running game. Uh, but this team is different, and I think our overall issue is just, you know, I, it's like a perfect storm. We have a new quarterback. Uh, we have a new offensive line. Uh, we have not been super healthy. I mean, Marv's already been dinged up this year. Emeka's dinged up this year. We already have a couple running backs dinged up this year. I feel like we can never stay healthy on offense. No. And then just based upon what we're used to seeing from this Ohio State team over the last three, four, five years, you know, th this looks like hum a humongous step back. And the difference is you have to understand this team is just different. And I know we always try to compare this team to teams of the past. We've talked about, okay, was it like the 2014 team where it took them a while to get going and they got better? Or what team is it like? It's not 2019. 2019 was dominant. That's still the, the year that bothers me. But, you know, I, I told you a couple episodes ago, this is really starting to feel a lot more like that 2002 team. Now, do I think that offensively we're better than that team? Yes. But it does give me the same feel that I feel like we're going to be in every single game just because of our defense. But we're going to constantly be underwhelmed by the offense, and it's just gonna, it's a different feeling for us because we're not used to seeing that. So what, yeah, it what's definitely is. I mean, that year was so that was such a gritty football team that you know every win you're you're winning by a last second field goal. You're doing it on the last drive, and that's Holy happened. Buckeye, right? Yeah, and you that's know, and, and that's happened already with with Notre Dame. And you know, I don't. You know, we got Penn State and Michigan coming up uh, as well, and I think those are you know going to be some tough games. I'm not looking at this schedule like I usually do and going up, oh, win, 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 win. I'm going, you know, I wonder what we're going to bring this week because the identity of this football team, I feel like, is still not completely clear. No, it isn't. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people also give Ryan Day a lot of crap for his play calling too, but I think he's also limited because he knows what he has. I mean... Yeah, he just won't tell anybody. No, he, he's <laughs> the worst at letting you know about, you know, injuries or... You know, anything that's happening, like, he'll never give you a straightforward answer, which gives, you know, leaves us way too much freedom to try to speculate what's happening. But, you know, I, I'm not going to give him as much crap on his play calling this year because I really, you know, from what we've seen on the field, I feel like he is a little more limited. And to him, it is more important at the end of the day that we're just winning these games, <laughs> but it doesn't look as flashy as it has. Now, especially after seeing what C.J. Stroud's done in the NFL so far, I really believe that, you know, we're even if – Kyle McCord was, you know, uh, this true five-star that he's, he was touted to be, which we haven't really seen much of yet, it's still going to be a step down from C.J. Stroud until you give him more time and get more experience. Now, Kyle could still get to that point, but in my opinion, I mean, I don't, I'm still not 100% convinced we have the right quarterback playing. I mean, it could be. I mean, I really don't know. At this point, I feel like what Ryan said when we were going through the quarterback battle was probably a really true statement in saying that, like, the, the consistency is just not there. And yeah. I don't think it would be there regardless of which one that we had out there right now. Um, I think Kyle McCord is still learning. But like I said, he's – and also there's a little something that I heard as well, uh, and I kind of mentioned this to you before, is that, you know, he's got his left uh, leg taped up pretty good. Um, and yeah. a guy on the radio I was talking about thinks that he might be a little bit banged up. He's not saying anything, but that's his lead throwing leg. Um, so they're talking about the possibility of him being a little bit more banged up than he said, and that's why he got such a slow start last week. Yeah, so the, the one thing that I would like to see moving forward, and I know we're not going to go down this rabbit hole because we could be all day here talking about these quarterback issue, but I would really like to see a package set up for Devin Brown. Um, I would really like to see something set up where, if you think about it, Ohio State did this in 2015 between Cardale and JT Barrett, where once we kind of got to the red zone, it was kind of JT Barrett's run. Obviously, you saw that at Florida with Tim Tebow early on in his career. I would like to see some sort of package where we're getting Devin Brown in here to kind of help this offense move along and not put as much pressure on Kyle. Now, that's just me personally, but, you know, we're still having issues in the red zone. And typically, how do you score in the red zone is by being able to run the ball. 
Well, I've seen Ohio State's team be able to run the ball a heck of a lot better when you see Devin Brown at the helm because he is also a running threat, and you also allow for an extra blocker in that running game as opposed to Kyle McCord. I mean, the last time I tried to see Kyle McCord run for a touchdown, that was against Indiana, and he literally had wide open gap to run to the end zone and literally runs right into a defender instead. Yeah. So I would like to see that, and I think that can kind of help this team a little bit. And you never know, you know, like you said, if Kyle McCord ends up being injured or if he can't produce, we need Devin Brown to continue to get more reps because we never know when we're going to need him. And that's true, too. You know what I mean? The injury bug seems to bite us quite a bit. So, you know, we, we should stay prepared. I'm surprised we haven't seen a little bit of him in, uh, in mop-up duty in some of the games yep. that we've had a little bit more. I mean, he's been in, like, hardly at all. I mean, I'm talking – the last 15 seconds of the game you know uh definitely not enough we need to prepare him uh comicor's not superman and you never know when he's going to get hurt and we could have to rely on him so tell me before we get to our score prediction for this game what is one of the key matchups uh that you would like to see or who do you think uh especially for ohio state is going to be more of a standout player today because obviously we're going to be short-staffed in a few positions so someone's going to have to step up and pick up the slack well, I think Marv's going to be Marv. Uh, I'm going to say that right off the bat. Um, I think you're going to see some Carnell Tate today. I definitely do. Uh, I, I can see that happen. I think Xavier Johnson's going to get some time today. Um, I know that Ryan Day hyped him up big time in the press conference. I think he's going to get some, uh, some playing time in lieu of Ibuka's injury. Um, and I think you're going to see a big game from Chip today, bud. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Ryan Day wants to work on that running game. We don't know who's hurt. And, if, you know, to me, if, if I'm Ryan Day, I'm not playing Travion today. Why? If he's banged up, why play him versus Purdue? Yeah. I mean, save him. We got big stuff coming up ahead, man. Let Chip carry the load today. And I think that's what he might do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still don't know if Travion Henderson, they say he's questionable. If he's full go, I expect Travion Henderson to have a pretty good day. Um, I think Chip is still a really good back, and I like him as the number two right now. Uh, but he, he doesn't have the same shiftiness and breakaway speed. Oh, agreed. The same that yeah. Trey has. So if we have Chip, as he's more reliant upon our offensive line making good blocks. If we have Trey, Trey can kind of mask our offensive line issues a little bit better. Um, and they're also underutilizing him in the passing game. I mean, if you remember his freshman year, Trey was deadly in the passing game. And they have yet to, like, use that, you know, running back swing pass or a wheel route or anything. I've not seen him get the ball downfield. So I hope they start trying to incorporate more of this into the offense. And, and this, those, those should be easy plays for Kyle McCord to make that can be explosive plays. I mean, unless he looks like he did the first half of Maryland, then they weren't very easy passes uh, they were, to make. So I, I, don't, I still don't know what happened. I mean, I watched that. They just looked like they didn't want to be there. And that's the thing that gets me more than anything. Like, as excited as we are as fans, man, if I played on Ohio State's football team, you would have to, like, put me down with a tranquilizer dart to get me to not be up for a game. Like, I don't care who I'm playing. You could put me out against the little sisters of the poor, and I'd be ready to roll. You know, I'd be ready to run through a brick wall and just go nuts. But, you know, I hope that they don't come out sleepy in the first half of this game because, honestly, I think – the biggest issue with this Purdue game is going to be just let's start out fast. Let's start out uh, and show our dominance early, get out to a big lead, and just kind of let the game be the game. Uh, because especially with the defense that we have this year, I'm not worried about when we get a big lead blowing the lead. The worry that I have is that if we're in a close game, that puts more pressure on this offense to have to perform. And especially on the road and not the best weather in West Lafayette, given against a bad Purdue game, Purdue team, which has been the case in the past, hasn't really mattered. Um, we need to get out to a good start. We don't need to see turnovers for six going the other way. We don't need to see three and outs. We need to see us move the ball and execute in the red zone. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking for uh, the battle to be won in the trenches. Uh, that's what I'm most interested in today. Uh, how does our offensive line perform? And also, you know, last week we weren't really getting our linebackers really crashing these gaps. Um, on a lot of the plays that we had last week, and I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit of a redemption game for them as well. Um, on top of that, dude, I just want to see us control the clock more than anything. I mean, we, we found ourselves off the field last week quite a bit. I want to control the clock. I want to establish a run game, and I want to win the game in the trenches, man. Yeah, and that's one thing that uh, I know has been a big issue this year in college football is the new clock rules. And Ohio State hasn't done well at, you know, adjusting to that. I mean, we're only averaging 28 out of the 60 minutes of possession a game. So we're losing the time of possession battle every single game on average. 
Um, and a lot of that has to do with the offense sputtering at times um, and the defense having a more bend-don't-break kind of philosophy. So the defense is, you know, and I think that was a big deal when that, you know, the Notre Dame game happened where our defense, you know, at one point we're looking at each other like, man, this defense is gassed. They've been on the field forever. Yep. So we've got to find a way to also switch the time of possession more in our favor. Okay, man. Well, uh, let's get in these prop bets here. Well, uh, you want to do the score or the prop first? Prop first. All right, let's do our prop first. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, we also do prop bets. Uh, this is something just between me and Chad. Who's winning, um, who's winning that prop bet? What do you mean who's who, winning? Who's winning the overall prop bet? We, we count that at the end. Can We're you not say going, it now? It's, it's like, ongoing. I want right the people now. to know. All right. I'm not currently <laughs> in the lead. That's I am currently but winning the prop bet. But it's ongoing. It's not done yet. <laughs> So who won last year when it was finished last year? Listen, dude, you can't live in the past. I'm living in the past. Can't I mean, live that's what past. we do. <laughs> We're Ohio State fans. We live in the past. That's true. Um, so the prop bets, we keep a running total. We pick three things in-game about Ohio State, and uh, we have to make sure we disagree, which that's sometimes half the battles. We don't disagree sometimes when it comes down to brass taxes. Like, we both agree on too many things. So sometimes, you know, we have to go all the way down to, like, our 57th prop bet on, you know, how many times are they going to say Brent Beneville's name? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. But, um, but anyways, Chad is currently leading at 10 to 5 through five games. So I need a big comeback here. I need all three of these to hit. Um, the first one is, will Kyle McCord throw for 325 yards or more this game? Chad says he will. I'm going to take the under just because it's on the road in the weather. But I'm not saying I hope that happens. That's just... If I had to bet against you on that, that's what I'm taking. Well, if you remember last week, I tried to call the come-out game for Kyle McCord, and it bit me. Uh, yeah, it, it was the sleepy game in the first half for him. Like, and he I, did nothing. I, that's why I think that's not going to happen again. Well, I, think, I, I do hope you're right, even though I hope he throws for 324 yards, not 325. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you're losing, when you're losing like you're losing, you've got to have a lot of hope. Well, I've got to make up somehow. <laughs> All right, so the next one is, will Ohio State have a 100-yard rusher in this game? And I said no. Chad said yes. Um, I think if Trey's healthy and he plays, I think I might be in trouble in that one. But I think if they're going to be splitting it around a little bit between Chip, Chip might get 100 by himself. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still have questions about this offensive line. I still have issues. So I still say under, but Chad, you say over. Dude, I, I feel a big game for the Buckeyes today. Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by that. I think Kyle McCord has a good day, and I think we run the ball today quite a bit and try to establish the run and, and uh, win this game with the offensive line. So I, I'm, I'm looking to win both these prop bets. As a matter of fact, let's get to the third one because I'm looking to win all three. Yeah, so the third <laughs> one is one where I felt like I took more of a risk because we haven't seen it yet, and I said at some point we've got to see it. Maybe it's this game, but will we get over two and a half sacks this game? Like I had mentioned earlier, we have seven sacks through five games, which is abysmal. It's like one of the worst in the country. So the, we set the defensive sacks at two and a half, and I said over. I say we finally get three or more sacks in a game. And you took the under. You said it's going to be same old, same old. Same old, same old, man. I'm, I'm going to ride her till she bucks me, dude. Till, till they prove me wrong, I'm going to take what I see. I, listen, I don't blame you either. Uh, this is more of a hope bet that I'm really hoping that I start seeing this, but that's kind of where I'm at. So get, go ahead and give me what your score prediction is. Now, the, the spread was, uh, what was it, 17? No, it was 20? It moved, it moved two or three times this it's week. It's moved a couple times. It I started think it's 17 like 17 and a half. half. I think it's at 19 yeah. and a half. 19 and a half. So... I, I, I know that we didn't agree upon the spread. That's why it wasn't one of our prop bets. But where are you at on the prop bet? Or on the spread, I'm sorry. I think we cover. I think we're going to have a big day today. I see it. I think our defense is going to keep us in this game. Um, I think we're going to work. I think this offensive line is going to uh, improve this week. I think we're going to establish a run. Um, and like I said, I see, I see us having a pretty good day. I definitely see us covering the spread. So I'm going to agree that we cover the spread, but not because I think our offense goes absolutely nuts. I still think this offense is a continued work in progress. Um, I know there's been flashes, but the consistency from the first quarter through the fourth, through the fourth quarter has not been there. I think that we cover the spread because our defense is that good that I do not expect Purdue to score hardly at all. So I think that we can score you know, 24, 30 points in this game and give up maybe a score or two. So I expect us to cover the spread as well, but I don't think it's because of a humongously dominant offensive performance. I do think they'll look better today because of the opponent, but uh, there's still a lot to work out with this offense. It is not a finished product by any means. Give me the score. 
I'm going to go 34-10. 34-10. I mean, that's, that's similar to what I was thinking. I mean, I'm, I went 42-17. Um, I think a lot of Buckeyes are going to get some playing time today. Um, I think they might score in garbage time. I'm going 42-17 bucks. Yeah, I, I think we're pretty much right on the, right on the same boat there. Uh, we got about the same amount of spread. Something consistent. I mean, I think the defense is going to continue to play well. The offense will pick their spots. Um, we just hope the Common Core comes out and plays a good game. I mean, the last thing we need to see is one of those crazy games that we've seen them play against Purdue in the past where everything tends to go wrong, and we're, we just need them to start out hot. I don't think so today, man. I just got this feeling. I got a All right, man. Today. So you know what it's time for, right? Yeah, we do a, a, a segment every week uh, since, since uh, gambling is now legalized here in Columbus, Ohio. Well, it has been for, what, the better part of a year in Ohio. I've got a little bit I more live practice. in Kentucky. I so they literally practice. just made it legal like three weeks ago. <laughs> so my wife was like, $50 to Caesars? What's this? Oh, I know. I was like, no, 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 no don't worry about that. I'll well, take care of it. Well, I mean, anybody in here who gambles lost their ass last night on Colorado probably. So, I mean, it kind of yeah. <laughs> is what it is. I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I have <laughs> been pretty successful so far um, other than these flute games that have happened here. But anyway, we got a segment uh, we're calling Script Parlays uh, where we kind of go through and, uh, and say what, what bet we're taking this week. Um, just for fun. And then we actually bet that bet on FanDuel uh, for money at the end of it. So I'll let you go first, Davis. Tell me what you got this week. Yeah, so like you said, this is real bets that we're actually making. Um, if you think it's stupid, it's because it is. Yeah. Um, this is probably not a smart <laughs> bet. But for some reason, I enjoy it, and I keep doing it, and I haven't learned my lesson yet. So I decided to do a 12-pick parlay. Now, I picked all money line, and I picked all bigger favorites in this. Um, but I went SMU, who did already get me the win on Thursday. I have Ohio State winning. I have Florida State beating Syracuse, Alabama over Arkansas, Toledo over Ball State, Utah over California, um, Maryland over Illinois, Central Michigan over Akron, Louisville over Pitt, and LSU over Auburn, and Washington State over Arizona. And I decided to sprinkle in there. I need the Oregon-Washington game to go over 67.5. So that is a plus 1,100 bet. That's good. I mean, I took a little go bit Go big or go home, right? A bigger go home, dude. And I've been going home a lot lately. So let's yeah, try I to might go be, Yes, I will be yeah, going home, going home a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for mine, I did an 11 leg this week. I took Ohio State, uh, 17 and a half to cover the spread. Kyle McCord, 200 plus yards passing. Marvin Harrison Jr., anytime touchdown score. I took Alabama on the money line. George on the money line. Florida State on the money line. I took Maryland on the money line. Oregon on the money line. Louisville on the money line. And Washington State on the money line. That bet completely is plus $16.45. $15 pays $261. Um, I'm hoping that I can get that. I've been trying to condense down the amount of uh, legs that I'm actually putting in my parlays and go a little bit more on the player prop side. It's a lot easier to pick yeah. uh, obvious player props than it is to pick the money line because college football is college football. Ask Colorado last night. Yeah. Uh, you know Colorado, what I mean? So, yeah, I'm done betting on Colorado. I'm done betting on Texas. Um, I'm done betting on Florida. Yeah. Yeah, Florida's out, too. Yeah. Um, all these guys have, you know, I don't even know if my kids are going to eat next week thanks to Florida. You know what I mean? So <laughs> maybe I can make some better bets going into right. the next couple of weeks. All right, so we're getting ready to wrap things up, but I'll tell you what, for the next 10, 15 minutes, uh, we're actually going to walk around, and if you have an actual question that you would like for us to answer, we're going to walk around. Um, you could raise your hand or however you want to do it, but we have a mic here. We'll walk around. We can ask some questions. And uh, we also have some trivia some Ohio State trivia that we're going to do. Uh, we have some questions up here. Some of them, Chad said they're a little more difficult. I thought they weren't too bad. But we'll mix through it. Um, so if you have any questions, you can let us know. Um, you can ask it on the mic. You'll actually be in our episode because we are recording this episode. So it will be posted uh, uh, on all major streaming services like normal. Uh, we'll probably release that episode later today or tomorrow whenever we can get to posting it. Uh, but at least you will make an episode if you choose to ask a question. So we're going to ask some questions. Um, if you have anything, raise your hand. We'll walk around with the mic. And like I said, we also have some trivia as well. So also, question, uh, don't forget at halftime, we got the drawing for all these prizes up here. So stick around. Uh, we're going to be drawing those winners here at halftime. And also, like I said, uh, don't forget, tip the bartenders. I mean, they're out here working, uh, working during this Ohio State game so you can enjoy it. So make sure you take care of them as well. Yeah, and for that drawing, guys, again, the tickets are on the table. All you got to do is grab a ticket. I've already taken the other one off, and I have it in a bucket, so just grab you a ticket. 
And at halftime of the game, uh, we will do a drawing for all this stuff that you see over here up on the table, a bunch of Ohio State gear, okay? All right, so if you have a question, uh, Chad, you want to walk around or you want me to do Go it? Go ahead, bud. All right, I'll walk around. And I got the trivia paper with me, too. So trivia, if you get the trivia right, you automatically uh, – what are we doing for trivia? Is it the bracelet and the sticker? Yeah, we got bracelets and we got stickers up here uh, to give away for anybody that gets a trivia question right. So, uh, like I said, uh, Davis has uh, made a nice uh, list here. We'll see if anybody can get it. Test. All right, can you guys hear me? All right, perfect. All right, so – First thing, I'll walk around. Um, do you want to do trivia first or questions? Uh, either one, dude. Doesn't let's matter. do the trivia first. So I'm going to walk around. Um, let's start this first one here. All you got to do is raise your hand. I'll walk around if I see a hand. Um, if you are correct, obviously you can no, come dude, up I here. just pick them out. Put them on the spot. Put them on the spot? This guy right here in the hat. This right here in the hat. We're going to start off with him. Yeah, put you him on the spot. Want to go right down the line in order? Yeah, that's right. All I right. work with him. I know he's not smart. Go ahead. All right. So our first trivia question is, and I've made this one a little easier, so you have three options. So it's an A, B, or C one. How many Heisman trophies has Ohio State won? Is it five, six, or seven? Five. It is not five. <laughs> oh, I told you. Let's I tried to tell so you. So I'll tell you what, same question, so you still have two options. Let's see, six or seven. So it's got to be six or seven. Who knows? We're seven. Oh, we have one here. We, have, we heard a shout out in the back. We heard a, seven. a shout out seven. Who said seven? Was it in the back table? It is seven. We had six winners, but obviously we have Archie Griffin had got two of them. So we're up to seven. I said, yeah, if you answer a question, so you, you want, you can go up there. Up. Chad, will you get her a bracelet and a sticker, please? All right, let's see. Oh, next question. And I kind of like this. We'll sneak up on someone because we don't know. Hmm. Let's see, who are we going to ask? Who, Uh-oh, who's making eye contact? This is like teacher with the student, right? Who's making eye contact? Um, let's see here. All right, I'm going to start right here. Uh, yep, you made eye contact. That was the first mistake. All right, <laughs> this one's not too difficult, but we'll see. Do you know how many total national championships Ohio State has? I'll give you a hint. It's either seven, eight, or nine. Seven? It was close. It's not seven. We'll go right next door. It's eight or nine. Eight. It is eight. Eight national champions for Ohio State. Now, that's how many they claim. Now, back in the day, they didn't always go to a national title game. It was AP-based. Uh, Chad, can you get them? If you want, you can go on up there and get you a bracelet I and a sure, sticker. I sure will. You know what? You ought to just carry them around with you, bud, and hand them to the people to get the questions Oh, right. so you want me to do all the I work do. while you sit back there and do nothing. I see how it works. <laughs> just like at work. Just like at work, yes. He tells me all he does is wear a hard hat at work. That's all he does. All right, give me the bag. There we go. All right. I know where you work. And see Ryan. what happens. See what happens when you put me in charge of everything. <laughs> Chad, I got enough stickers to pass around. Um, let's see. We got another question here. Hmm. Who are we going to ask? Pick a good one, man. Who looks knowledgeable about Ohio State football? I don't know. I'm looking for, I'm, yeah, I'm looking for eye contact right now. <laughs> Everybody look down. Oh, this guy right here. We got a couple people in the back here. I'll tell you what. Let me find a good question for him. Oh, here's a good one. Should I make it a harder question or easier, this one? Let's give him an easy one. We're, we're one. 0 2 so far. All right. Um, okay. I'll go easier, this one. Sir, you ready? What Ohio State coach has never lost to that team up north? Urban Meyer. That is correct. That it is, is Urban correct. Meyer. So we owe him a sticker and a bracelet. You're welcome. All right. You're right. You know what? I think maybe I was tired when I made these trivia questions because they are a little bit difficult. I'll tell you what. Let's do it this way since I think it's a little challenging. I'm going to ask the question in advance. If you think you know the answer, let's raise the hand. We'll go with that way because I think they're a little challenging. Here's the next one I got. Who is the only Ohio State running back to rush for over 2,000 yards in a season? Well, you got one behind you. Oh, we got one behind me. Who is it? Uh, oh, no. Uh, 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 Maurice Claret. 
It is not Maurice Claret. That's a good guess. Who is the only running back to run for over 2,000 yards in a season? Was it Eddie George? It was not Eddie George. That's a good guess, too. I'll, I'll tell you who it was. Well, you're not getting a sticker. Why not? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. He is a – oh, we got some more hands. Let's try it over here. All right. How about Zeke Elliott? Oh, it is not Zeke Elliott. Ooh, ooh. It is not ooh. Archie. Ooh. I'll give you one last hint. We have had this running back in the last six, seven years. <laughs> not Travis Kelsey. Uh, he's got oh, it. I got another hand. Hold on. You're not answering it, Chad. I know the answer. I don't care if you know the answer. <laughs> How about Beanie Wells? Oh, it is not Beanie Wells. You guys are th missing one big one. He played with Justin Fields. I got it. Is it my turn yet? Hold on. We got one more answer. Is it Dobbs? It is J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins in 2019 rushed for 2,003 yards. I got a sticker. That was kind of a – you know, that was a little bit tougher one. I know. It, that, you know I, that's what I said. When I was doing this late at night, I was like, man, I thought these were easy, but maybe they weren't. I didn't expect them to be this hard. All right. I, I think that might be one of my harder ones. Let me see if I can find an easier one on here. We got a couple more. Oh, this one should be easy. This is Chad's favorite player. Who is Ohio State's all-time passing yards leader? All-time passing yards leader. We got any hands? All I know the answer. Passing yards I just want leader. to clarify, this is not my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> By a lot. All-time passing yards leader. Anybody want to take a guess at that? We got another guess. Terrell Pryor. Nope, not Terrell Pryor. Well, we got another See, guess back I, here. I appreciate the shout-out, though, John. Yeah. I do. Yeah, he knows what your favorite player is, but it's not. <laughs> Haskins. It's not Haskins. Now, Haskins does hold the single-season record. Well, let's, let's, let's give him Hold on, say that back there, sir. It is JT Barrett. Yes, it is. That is because he played for seven seasons at yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do two more. Do we'll do two more. more, and then we'll wrap this thing up and get the okay. pregame on for the game here. Um, okay, we'll do it between three options here. Who has the most career sacks at Ohio State? Is it Mike Vrabel, Chase Young, or Joey Bosa? Raise your hand if you want to crack at this one. Or I'll tell you what, maybe I'll just sneak up. Oh, I see this nice young gentleman right here would like a crack at this one. Who has the most career sacks at Ohio State? Mike Vrabel, Chase Young, or Joey Bosa? Chase Young. It is not Chase Young. It is not Chase Young. So it's either Joey Bosa or Mike Vrabel. Oh, we have someone over here. Oh, it's not Bosa. <laughs> it is Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel has 36 sacks. From 1993 to 1996. Does anyone else feel like these uh, questions are rigged here? Like he went and found like I the did most not. But you know what? I, there could be. I'm still going to give something out anyways. Here, hold on. I need another sticker. They're like, what? What is the answer to the question? You wouldn't think it was. Let's put that one on there. I don't feel like these are true <laughs> questions. Now I do. I do agree. I think they are a little bit difficult. So let's finish with it with a softball question. You ready for the softball one? Yeah. Let's go. Lay it up. All right. Uh, I gotta find one. I was okay. gonna say I don't see one on here, bud. All right. Who holds the single game rushing record at Ohio State? And I will give you a hint. It used to be Eddie George, but it isn't anymore. No, it's not. And it happened within the last what two, three years. Who has the single game rushing record for Ohio State? It was 331 yards. Oh, I see a hand over here. New person. I'm going to try to make my way over here real quick. All right. Who was it, sir? Sermon. It was Trey Sermon. It was Trey Sermon. 
our transfer from Oklahoma, and I will bring you a sticker as soon as I grab one. <laughs> All right, Chad. Um, I say let's go ahead and wrap it up. It's almost yeah, we'll game wrap it time. Up. Hey, thanks, everybody, uh, that, that came out to hang with us today. Like I said, hang around until halftime. We'll be doing the drawings. Um, and we're going to hang around and watch a game and hang out with everybody. So, you know, we do appreciate uh, everybody stopping by. And um, like I said, we'll be back on here at halftime. So until then, let me get an OH. OH. Go Bucks. Is it back on? Hey, guys, one more thing. Um, gentleman did remind me. Uh, we also have an extra thing to give away as well. It is a jersey. So I'm telling you, if you have not come up here and gotten a ticket off this table, come up here right now and get a ticket because when we raffle stuff off at halftime of this game, it will be for stuff up here on the table and it will be for a jersey. So if you have not yet done it, they're up here. Get you one ticket for the raffle. Again, thank you guys for having us.